What's going on, everybody? This is the second episode of the new podcast I'm producing, Hail to the Thorn. My name's Nick Rose. For those who didn't listen to episode one, it's still available talking about Dak Prescott. Uh, we got a good episode coming for you today. We're going to be talking about the man, the myth, the legend, Ryan Fitzpatrick, also known as Fitzmagic. Yes, sir. A quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. What a year it's been for Fitzmagic. What a year it's been for everyone, though. This podcast is coming out last day of 2020, and it's just so crazy. I was thinking about it earlier today, about the Super Bowl, this past one between the Chiefs and the 49ers. It just seems like ages ago since that game was played. I remember being at a Super Bowl party with a bunch of people just watching the game, eating food, chatting it up, like every other year. But it just doesn't seem like Super Bowl parties are going to be a thing. And it just seems like that Super Bowl game was played so long ago. It feels like a whole nother dimension since that game was played. But that's just my take on it. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. And I hope 2021 brings everyone some good joy and maybe some more freedom. But let's talk about Ryan Fitzpatrick to change the mood of Ryan Fitzpatrick. The reason we're going to be talking about this man, he is a free agent entering 2021. And the reason we're so big on him right now is other than he's an NFL fan favorite. He balled out in week 16, man. Let's talk a little bit about his 2020 first, though, before we dive into that as a whole. Through 2020, he's been a part of nine games. He was the starting quarterback to begin the season. We all knew at some point he was likely to be surpassed this year by Tua Tagovailoa, which eventually he did. And no discredit to Tua Tagovailoa, 6-2 and two as a starter. He's got the Dolphins looking good, looking for that playoff push, but... It's easily to be noted, especially if you watch this past game. He could not do it without Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Like I said, Fitzmagic, baby. Nine games played. He's got a QBR of 95.6, which is 11.1 points higher than it was a season ago where he put up 85.6. 95.6 is a really respectable number for a QBR. And he's got a 68.5 completion percentage. When you're completing two-thirds of your passes, it's pretty well. Uh, he's doing everything right, and especially in his role, he's just... Uh, been really fun to watch. He's got just shy of 3,000 yards, 2,091, and he averages 232 yards a game. And so the only number that kind of hurts him a little bit is he's got 13 touchdowns to eight interceptions, but for the most part, he's a typical standard stock quarterback, and he could fit a lot of roles here. Going into week 16, man, comes off the bench if you didn't watch the game late in the second half, helps the Dolphins get back into the game, and eventually leads the game to that field goal winning kick when he gets his face mask torn off and completes a downfield pass that puts him in range and it's just typical fist magic with his little hat that just pulls it out his bag so looking at week 16 he came in like I said he was 9 of 13 69 percent completion percentage 182 yards and one touchdown to keep the Miami Dolphins playoff hopes alive and well after winning 25 to 24 on the road in Vegas. Despite winning that game on the road in Vegas and helping the Dolphins uh, conquer a tough challenge, he's not slotted to be the starter, which is pretty much expected. They want to run with Tua, and if they need help again, they'll just not even blink or hesitate, and they're going to go right to Fitzmagic in the game against the Bills. Uh, But where could Fitzmagic play in 2021? And that's the questions I want to answer in this podcast. Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, is going to be a cheap option for a lot of people this year. I really believe that, and he's going to be the best cheap option you can find at quarterback. And he's making $8 million this year in 2020 with the Miami Dolphins. I'm willing to bet that he's going to be a cheaper option in free agency next year. So what teams make the most sense for Ryan Fitzpatrick going forward? Well, to start, I'd say the New England Patriots. I think that is probably going to be the ideal fit. Uh, a lot of sports analysts have been writing this since about late October, early November, that Ryan Fitzpatrick could be the next quarterback for the New England Patriots, especially with the troubles and struggles that Cam Newton has had this year, mainly with passing the ball. Now, New England is projected the 15th overall pick in this upcoming draft, which kind of 
not kind of, it definitely puts them out of a slot to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, who are easily the top two best quarterback prospects this year. It may even put them out of place to get BYU's Zach Wilson if they were looking for that route. Other draft options here are Mac Jones from Alabama, Trey Lance from North Dakota State, and Kyle Trask of Florida. These are all pretty good. Those three quarterbacks are all pretty good names, you know, really good for their schools, especially Kyle Trask, what he's done in the touchdown numbers, even though he struggled the other night against Oklahoma. Mac Jones has obviously got a chance to win a national championship, and he's looked really good, but he's also had a bunch of talented receivers with him. Um, But no discredit to him, the dude can sling it. But that's not really what we're looking at. We're obviously looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick here, but we got to take a note at Cam Newton. Cam Newton, shy of uh, 2,500 yards this year, he's passed for only five touchdowns to 10 interceptions. So one touchdown for every two picks, and that is a poor ratio. He does complete 65% of his passes, and he's been able to get over 500 yards on the ground this game and 12 touchdowns, although he has had six fumbles. And so you look at that, the total touchdowns numbers to total turnover numbers is 17 to 16. So he only has one more touchdown than he has turnover, and that is not going to make it in the NFL. And granted, Bill Belichick and Patriots management has said that they may have not surrounded Cam Newton with enough tools to be successful in his first year back after injury. But regardless, there's a lot of a lot of decision making that Cam Newton made that's just questionable. And his ability to not protect the football has shown again, and it's just costing them. It's costing him a lot of close games. If you remember the game against Buffalo, he fumbled, it cost him. So... You can't hate the guy. I wish nothing but the best for Cam Newton. I was really excited when he got the Patriots job, just like a bunch of people. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick might be the best way to go here. And maybe this is why. He's a cheap option. I'm sure Cam Newton's going to want a little more money despite how down of a year he had. Along with that, Julian Edelman, star wide receiver for the Patriots for so many years, he may not be with the Patriots next year. He is signed, guaranteed $2.8 million through 2021, but he only played six games through 2020. And without his uh, his partner, Tom Brady, there, it really showed to be a problem with him, along with the knee injury that only allowed him to play six games. It's likely that he and the team could reach some way for him to walk, and they really need to focus on signing a different wide receiver at that point, and that's where the money needs to be spent in free agency. They need to get a star. And some notable names that are going to be free agents this year, Juju Smith-Schuster, Allen Robinson, Chris Godwin, Will Fuller, and Corey Davis. It's very likely that one of those could be in the Patriots uniform next year if the Patriots are willing to give money to those players. They also need to re-sign some of their younger defensive pieces. For example, J.C. Jackson and even signing an edge rusher like Lawrence Guy back on their roster. He is 31, but they also have had questions about Stephon Gilmore. What do they want to do with him if they want to lock him up long term or maybe even trade him or let him go? So there's a lot of questions. So there, you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. You may have to go into a little rebuild. Obviously, right now, they're 6-9 and nine on the year, eliminated from playoff contention. Next year, I don't know if you're really looking at a send it all to push for winning the AFC East. It looks like the Bills got it down for right now. Stephon Diggs, Josh Allen, killing it for the offense on the Bills, along with so many other talented pieces and a strong defense that the Patriots aren't running the East anymore. And then the Dolphins, which Tua took it low, especially as he rises, uh, it's looking like it's going to be a Dolphins-Bills AFC East for the next couple of years. What the Patriots need to do, draft young, re-sign guys who are young, rebuild that whole team, especially getting those uh, offensive pieces signed. I think the best move for them is maybe go after Ryan Fitzpatrick, give the guy a chance to help the team restart, give another year for Ryan Fitzpatrick to uh, play, let Fitzpatrick run the offense, let him be your quarterback at least for a year. And if you want to draft a guy like Mac Jones or Kyle Trask or whoever, you can kind of put him in the same similar rotation as Tua Tagovailoa, but maybe even give him that full year to develop and just let the season be, but let Ryan Fitzpatrick play it out. I think that he is the 2021 quarterback for the New England Patriots. That's my best fit. But where else could we look into Ryan Fitzpatrick? And I think the next option is the 49ers. And the 49ers will work 
if New England decides to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which is actually very likely. And it seems like a lot of reports that New England is highly interested in trading for Jimmy Garoppolo from the 49ers this offseason. The real question on it is, is the 49ers going to give up Jimmy Garoppolo? Because the 49ers, like I said in my past podcast, they're ready to compete. If they're healthy, they're ready to compete and to win the NFC title. It's very likely. Now, if Jimmy G gets traded back to New England, it's likely for that first round draft pick. And the 49ers would be in a position to draft a quarterback like Mac Jones or Kyle Trask, which you don't know if they will. Maybe they'll try to trade for a different quarterback. Who knows? If that's the case, it's a similar situation. You bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, you give it a year. If they're not healthy, if you want to build these young receivers, if you want to build this offense up and let the defense regain health and confidence, you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick for a one-year deal, let 2021 play out. Maybe you'll get a good draft pick out of it, and then you're ready to compete in 2022. As long as they sign these guys, like Fred Warner, his contract's up, and there's, they need to spend a lot of money on him. So it makes sense to bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick if you're trying to give it one more year before you're back in full contention. Next, I got to go with the New York Jets. They're going to pop up on this list. The Jets have lost their first round pick, as I've mentioned in my previous podcast, not first round pick, excuse me, first overall pick. And now they have the second pick going into this draft. And it's starting to show in New York, despite only limited amount of years, that Sam Darnold maybe isn't the best option for the team going forward. Obviously, we can rant about their coaching situation and how bad everything else is for them. But Justin Fields, in my opinion, can be a risk to take at this second overall pick. He's not a clear coat guy like Trevor Lawrence is. He's not as polished. The arm the, the arm isn't there. The decision-making isn't there in terms of a comparison to Trevor Lawrence. Justin Fields is a tremendous athlete. We all know that. We've watched him play at Ohio State these past years, and he's been great. But at the number two pick, it's not as uh, safe insurance as it is probably going with Trevor Lawrence. And it's, it's worth to take note at looking at uh, what ESPN has said about him. And it's not said and opinionated it's statistics in Justin Fields first three games this year he averaged 10.9 yards per attempt in the past three games he's averaged just over seven his completion percentage has fell from 87 percent to 58 percent his touchdown to interception ratio in the first three games was 11 TDs to zero picks these past three games four touchdowns five interceptions and his QBRS dropped from 97 to 75 it's a big two tails of a season and for whatever reason Maybe it's the competition. I don't know, but he made Northwestern's defense look really good against him, and no discredit to them. They've played great all year, but Justin Fields, a guy who's going to be a top three pick, really needed to show out, and it's going to be interesting to watch what he does this weekend in this college football semifinal. But regardless from that, that's why I say he's not a safe pick, and if you want to keep Darnold, it's it's eight touchdowns to nine interceptions this year through 11 games, and he's short of 2,000 yards right now. With going with Ryan Fitzpatrick, it's the cheap option. And even though the Jets have the highest amount of salary cap to pay in this offseason, you allow for it to keep the rebuild. Because regardless if you draft Fields or whoever, or somehow they trade to get Trevor Lawrence, I don't think they're in contention, at least for one more year. And I strong, strong belief across many other uh, sports analysts that they're, they're not ready yet. And they won't be for a little bit. So it allows you to build up this defense through the draft and it'll help them target offense alignment through this year next year and maybe the year after in free agency along with maybe getting another skill player here and there so bring in Fitzmagic magic for one year let him in the offense same thing cheap price lets you get those other positions that are key to successful in the long-term run after the jets i i go back to the bears i look at the bears because the same thing it's a cheaper option that allows the money to be given out this offseason and of course if you're a bears fan you know Allen robinson has got to be your biggest target he's one of the best receivers uh, in the league and I think everyone knows that if he was playing with a different quarterback he'd probably be a top tier number one guy in the league they have the 25th overall offense 
15th overall defense. Their defense is somewhat solid, but they need to target O-line and defensive pass rushers this offseason. And so if you don't want to run with Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles, especially if they don't make the playoffs in week 17, you go, hey, maybe try out Ryan Fitzpatrick for a year. And if the offense tanks and if they struggle, then you get yourself in a good uh, spot for next year's draft to draft a quarterback. But if Mitch Trubisky, you know, pulls off this week 17, gets the Bears playoffs, gets the Bears in the playoffs. It kind of allows for things to be shaken up, but I think at least it's an option if you don't trust either of those guys for next year. Ryan Fitzpatrick being a free agent could be a decent pick for the Bears to go after. My next one is actually a really good fit in my mind. I don't know what other people would believe on it, but I think the Broncos are a really good spot where Ryan Fitzpatrick should end up. I don't think it's going to happen per se, but I'd really like it if it did. So the Broncos defense has to be the biggest look for in the draft. They're probably going to be drafting a lot of defensive players. They might let Jarrell Casey walk at the end of this year and their corner is a highly needed position in their secondary to go along with their safety power. Also from what I've been reading fans really want a right tackle in the draft or in free agency so I think their O-line could use some help and then getting secondary help in the defense could really pair things well. Obviously Vaughn Miller coming back and they have a couple other injuries too that have plagued them this year. Obviously their COVID cases hurt their quarterback because they actually were in playoff contention a little bit here in the midseason. Just kind of fell off. Another big piece is that they're getting Cortland Sutton back. He comes back off injury to pair with Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. And Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, both rookies, have looked really good, especially Hamler improving late. Judy's looked good for pretty much all season. Adding Sutton back and making those two guys the secondary and third options, it's really going to allow the field to open up more. And their running game will benefit so much more from it as well. And I just think Fitzpatrick's play style will work really well in Denver. And I think the coaching can pair with them well. And they could be a successful team next year off of it. They could be a team that sneaks into the playoffs maybe as a wild card spot, even though the AFC West is starting to look very good. And part of the reason I say that is their defense is going to be healthier, but also Drew Locke could use some development. I know the Broncos gave him an extension, but through 12 games this year, just not that impressive. 59% completion, 3,614 yards, which that is his one impressive number, but 21 touchdowns to 18 interceptions. I will say 21 touchdowns over 12 games really isn't bad, but the 18 picks is is uh, concerning despite, you know, trying to be an offense that isn't in normal help. And I'm sure when Cortland Sutton comes back, he'd be probably much improved. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick there to help develop Drew Locke, maybe take some pressure off him. If they need to run a system like Tua Tagovailoa in Miami, I think it could be really good for Denver. And obviously that AFC West is really good. The Chiefs are really good. The Raiders have looked great. Justin Herbert's been balling out in Los Angeles. I think that it adds the Broncos to be a little more competitive in the mix. And even maybe sneak them into playoff contention, like I said. Following that, these teams are kind of like the reach options, I'd say. And the first one's got to be the Atlanta Falcons. And that's only if they decide to let Matt Ryan walk. Uh, It's unlikely that Matt Ryan and the Falcons will departure from each other. There's also been a lot of uh, rumors recently that Julio Jones is going to be a uh, big piece this offseason for trade. So that'll be interesting to watch. And I think if they just want to go full rebuild and get rid of Matt Ryan and move on, then Ryan Fitzpatrick can be there. Start a year maybe more, and just like in his career, they're as a starting quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, and what happens, happens. After that, I think it's the Vikings, and the best reason for the Vikings is because it's cheap, and Kirk Cousins may not be the best guy for them, but I really see Kirk Cousins and Ryan Fitzpatrick almost the same. I know the comparison is not really there, but in terms of production levels, I just think Ryan Fitzpatrick has that spark piece maybe that Kirk Cousins doesn't have, but probably around there. The number's are close to the same. Kirk Cousins throws more touchdowns, but I think in terms of how they throw the ball, their play styles are very similar. But being cheap, it allows for them to spend money on their offensive line, which really needs help. And then they can maybe add a few pieces anywhere else that needs gap. But the Vikings, 
need to win now and they need to go big now. So I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is the same is the right option there. If it's a guy like Dak Prescott, like I said, it'd be a good fit because they have the team, they have the offensive skill players, and if their defense is healthy, they can be really good. I don't think taking Alan Fitzpatrick is there because I think they're in a position where they could win now and that's just not the guy. But the last team I'm going to put in here is the Washington football team. I think it could be a good fit for his play style and it'll allow him a chance to play. But Washington football team really needs to develop skill guys and a running game over the next couple years. And along with that, Alex Smith coming off his injury, it's been a really great feel-good story. And it's been awesome for the league. And I think he deserves a full chance to play with the full season and just see what he can do, bearing that he stays healthy. And that's another reason why you might want to bring Ryan Fitzpatrick in is those injuries that have been hurting Alex Smith. Obviously, he's got that calf problem right now. But I think Ryan Fitzpatrick wants to play, and that might be not really the best option for him to go to Washington, especially if he's just going to sit behind another veteran. But those are my teams. Those are my takes. I think those are the best fits for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Obviously, I think New England's the best spot. I really think for a year, he could be a starter there and just help that team grow. I think he'd pair well with Bill Belichick and the rest of the coaching staff. But that's my take. I'd love to hear what everyone else has to say. Everyone loves Ryan Fitzpatrick, whether you're a Miami fan or not. And I don't really think anyone hates Miami because this is kind of their first year being relevant despite that streak in 2016. But Ryan Fitzpatrick is just an NFL fan favorite. He's fun to watch. Obviously, he's 38 years old. He's played on eight teams in his 16th season now. It's just, he's a he's a great guy to root for no matter what. And watching him into a tug of Aloha this year, the relationship they've had, it's been exciting. And you just love it as a fan. So yeah, I'd love to hear what you think. If you think any team's better than the team I've suggested, I'd love to know. I'd love to chat. I love talking about these things, and I just appreciate y'all for tapping in. Any feedback is great feedback. Criticism is worth so much more than compliments, as they say, but I'm really glad you guys listened today. I hope everyone, again, has a beautiful 2021 and good things ahead. Hoping to produce some great podcasts coming up following the college football playoffs this weekend, and we can talk playoffs in the NFL following week 17. Who's in, who's out, and what to look for in that first wildcard weekend. Should be fun coming up soon. And just stay tuned, guys. I appreciate all the all the feedback, all the views. It's been great just talking sports, and this is something I really want to do. So thanks again, and I'll catch you guys next time. This has been an episode of Hail to the Thorn. Thank y'all. Peace.